Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, another episode of Banter. <clears throat> the year is now 2016. Woo! Season one is over, which just means season two begins. Uh, it's your host, Mitch Brown, here with... Eric Heinzman. Jack Thompson. As usual. And today we are going to be uh, focusing on sleep, uh, ma- uh, mainly in regards to human needs of sleep. I don't think we're going to be talking too much about animals, animals. besides maybe some... Some test subjects, some mice, but uh, other than that, I don't think too much is going to come up with anyone else. Uh, first question, of course, right off the bat here, uh, is going to be, why do we need sleep? You know, there's there's many theories out there, and uh, I know we all did a little bit of research last night. Uh, Jack, what did you uh, what did you see as uh, a big theory? That so, so basically, there's a lot of theories. We actually still, to this day, don't know exactly why we sleep, and we think it's a combination of uh, three different theories. The first one is energy conservation. It's the whole um, thought that when we're asleep, we're not using as much energy, but something like... I think it was 110 yeah, calories. Yeah, 110 a calories a night, something. So, like, that's... A very small amount. So, there, there's something there, but it might not be the most. Um, there's, other, there's other more convincing theories. The other one being... Um, we use it to um, kind of is a call is a thing called brain plasticity 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 um, like plastic um, right and uh, <laughs> and um, basically that's the uh, process of um, processing all the things you've learned that day and mm-hmm. experienced and kind of hardwiring them into your brain. Uh, the there was another one there, and it has to do with uh, processing out, you know, uh, you know, just cleaning out the brain, if you will, mm-hmm. like rest, um, rest, and, and body, and rest, yes, rest for the body, restoration mm-hmm. for the body, you know, uh, fighting, cleaning up the entire body, fighting just, off uh, diseases, and yeah, and, yeah. something uh, I believe one of you said was talking about memories and how we cement things into our mind after we, mm-hmm. yep, we sleep. Yep. The things that we take from the day, they are. Uh, Yes. Sealed and, in when you mm-hmm. yes, enter that time of sleep? Yes, uh, and how that would work, you know, like if you don't get a good night's sleep, you know, the night before you go to school, um, right off the bat you're going to be having issues. You know, you're going to be drowsy, you're going to be tired, you're going to be easily distracted, those kinds of things. But if you want get another bad night of sleep the day after you've learned something, mm-hmm. then those things may not cement as well into your mind. You're not mm-hmm. going to remember those things as well. That's why, that's why they tell you... Uh, before test day, the best thing not isn't uh, to cram. To cram it, that not necessarily. Sometimes just getting a good night's sleep yeah. can mm-hmm. do you more than staying up into early hours of the morning and cramming yeah. algebra two into your brain. That's exactly. interesting. And uh, with the whole uh, restoration of the body thing, one compelling piece of evidence is how you have a system running through your body that kind of cleans everything out you know it takes the toxins away from the body and mm-hmm. you know takes them to the liver or to the kidneys and you know does the whole cleaning thing expels them uh it's the uh the lymph nodes i believe mm-hmm. yeah and uh there are none in the brain if you did not know mm. there are none in the brain so you know that brings up the question how do they clean out the brain because just like every other cell yeah. they're going to have waste that needs to be right. removed because if i'm correct we have lymph nodes kind of on either sides of our neck, underneath our yeah. jaw, and yep. then down uh, by our hips. Yep, and they just go, they just do not extend mm-hmm. upward into the skull because right. there's no room for them. Right? And we do get infections in our lymph nodes. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's, fairly fairly often. There's lymphoma, cancer. Yeah. But no, we do not get brain infections unless something is seriously wrong. Right. You know. That's very true. And the bo- that's because the body has to be able to clean itself. And mm-hmm. uh, one gentleman uh, <clears throat> suggested that it was there was this chemical that kind of makes its way through the brain while you're asleep that travels along the blood vessels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it picks up any of the these these chemicals that are unnecessary or toxins. considered toxins out of your brain. Interesting. And hmm. so they kind of clear them out, you know, and then that moves them into the, the lymph nodes that they need to go into so that way they can properly clean your body. Interesting. So, I mean, once again, these are only a few of the many theories that go into Because we really don't know. Yeah, and sure. we really don't know, and uh, I don't think – I think there's a combination of all these sorts of theories is – I don't think there's one sole purpose why we sleep. I think yeah. there's a lot of reasons why we sleep, and we've evolved to do yeah, that. Exactly. And uh, another thing I was looking into is how we, as you know, social animals, we we require so much. We have to communicate so much with everyone else, and mm-hmm. you know, it takes time to process all that. So that's yeah. why I think that, you know the theory about um, neuroplasticity, mm. where you're building those connections, new pathways, and whatnot. You have to constantly be changing your brain. You know. Because mm-hmm. everything around you is constantly changing, right? You yeah, don't, so. you don't, your brain doesn't have time to do that during the day because it's so busy absorbing new things. Exactly, it kind of just puts them in a temporary file, and then at night it sorts through them and yeah, it's interesting. Exactly. Wires them into your brain. And I know that we are not the people who are going to be able to answer this question too well, but uh, you know, there's um, physically something going on in the brain while we sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your brain isn't deactivated; our, our brain is still. Yes. working you know so that's another reason we're, we're still using 90 percent of our energy yeah we're down 10 percent, but there's still a lot going on exactly and so uh while we can't really say what's going on one thing that we all can uh share an experience with is dreaming right so what are dreams or uh better uh why do we dream any thoughts boys i don't know i i don't know these, you know, that's one thing for sure is uh, the science of the mind and of the of the body is almost as confusing as physics and the science of the universe and how everything works, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just something that's impossible to truly know at this point just because of our lack of information. But there are a few theories out there. Uh, one theory is that we dream to practice uh, our responses to threatening situations. Uh, so. Huh. So like a nightmare, if you mm-hmm. you have a dream about being chased, you can kind of walk yourself through That's interesting. how to get out of that situation, how to escape or realize where you fault, you know? That's mm-hmm. very interesting. Do you guys have any uh, well, dreams? Uh, one nightmare of mine that is reoccurring is me, like, trying to run away from things. What thing and specifically? And I'm very slow. <clears throat> Just it, anything? It is- varies. One time it was it was I'm not afraid of clowns, but it was clowns. But your speed is always the same, like it's always My a speed slow... is always very slow. And like I'm I'm booking it and I'm not moving. You're just crawling. Yeah. But you feel like you're running. Yeah. And one time it was giant sea urchins. One time it was clowns. And never been chased by dogs or anything, but I've had it a couple times. It's a very weird thing, but just irrational. Yeah, and it's but in that situation it's not something that is preparing me for anything. Yeah. Because I can move faster than that. Like I'm I'm walking in <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you can see how Yeah. Well, uh the next one here uh is the dreams are used to create wisdom. 
What do you guys think? It's kind of the same thing, preparing for something. Yeah. Um, Maybe just more of a, instead of a literal uh, meaning, it's more of like a uh, recognition of um, some deeper meaning in what you're seeing. So maybe the sea urchins represent something. Right. And I think that's a little hocus-pocusy. If, I mean, I have, <clears throat> I think everyone has obscure dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you can go to websites that say... <clears throat> like what things mean if the symbolism. You, there's a cow, yeah. If there's a yeah. cow in your dream, that means you need... You need to eat more ice cream. And those people something. also <laughs> read horoscopes and stuff. Yeah, it's along the lines of that. And um, but yeah, I think there's some truth to it. But I don't know about wisdom, but I think yeah. maybe just mm-hmm. interpreting like, things in a different light, right? Seeing things differently than you typically would. Right. Because I I don't I don't come out of a dream <clears throat> and learn a lesson from it. You know, mm-hmm. when I wake up, I'm not like, oh man, I shouldn't steal things or something like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Well, uh, a third theory is that dreaming is like uh, defragmenting your your hard drive. It's just taking things apart and uh, Mm -hmm. removing unnecessary. uh, So I'll elaborate here. Um, So uh, this is from the Psychology Today magazine. And Francis Crick, uh, who co-discovered the structure of DNA, the DNA, the double helix, worked with another man who have a controversial theory about dreaming, uh, which is we dream in order to forget. That's a direct direct quote from him. We dream in order to forget. Yes. So essentially, the dream that is going on is all these random firings that are going on inside the brain. So that's why your dreams seem to not make sense because uh, all these different neural connections are going off that don't necessarily go together. Yeah. So that's why you get this hodgepodge strangeness about dreams. And that's and the theory goes that the reason that all these things are going off is it's your brain is deciding what's important to keep, what the brain can get rid of, what's mm. not necessary. So the dreams are just you going through and experiencing uh, your brain cleaning itself. That's interesting. Because, that is interesting. Because um, when you wake up in the morning and like you're like, oh, I had the craziest dream last night. Yes. And then you go to tell someone and you're like, uh, it was kind of like you forget. Yeah, you forget. You, you forget a lot dreams. of it. It's and so you, easy you, to forget a dream. It's and just you have that's, like that. You and know, you have so dreams every night, and you won't. Rem- you have dreams every night because your brain is not going to sleep. It's hmm. mm-hmm. it's still that's very, very interesting. But you just don't remember them. That Be- is that is a very interesting so that, theory. That, make, that makes sense. It does. Could, uh, earlier we were talking about how you remember things, though, like it, dreams cement. Mm-hmm. Things to memory, and now they also well not purge. dreams but sleep. sleep. Sleep is cementing your everyday experiences, right? So which has to do with creating these new neural connections. Like that's the, the part of the learning that's so going on. So maybe that's why you're erasing some of the old ones that you maybe. eat or something. Maybe, but there in I'm sure you guys have experienced this too. You see something that day, and then you dream about it that night, or you yeah, dream like about a thought that you've had. Yeah, mm-hmm. you guys do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Typically, it's not like a direct correlation like within a time frame. It's something that happened a long time ago mm-hmm. that was somewhat insignificant, but like in the dream, I realized that it had happened before. Sometimes mm-hmm. it'll be like if I was thinking about Jack all day, like I do most days. Mm-hmm. and That's us all. That is all of us. And then Jack will be too. in my dream that night type thing if a significant thing were to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always interesting when you see people um, you know in your dreams – because then that's actually, when you think about it, that's actually your, uh, in, like your perception of them is that person in their in your dream. 
Yeah, it's not exactly. It's not it's that not the person. Real, it's not the real person. It's, it's your what you think of that yeah. person, yeah. which is which is really because that's that could be a completely different person. You know, yeah, yeah, personality wise. And, and I've had dreams where like I have a family. I have a like my real family. I have a mom, dad, and sister. And I'll, in my dream, I'll have a mom, dad, and sister, but they're not. They're totally they're different, different people. people. Or you have people that are your friends, but you don't know them, but you just know that they're your friends. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's I was about to bring that point up too. That's. A very interesting thing to me because I wonder if you meet those people later type thing. You know, this is getting into like a very mm-hmm. science fiction-y type thing. Yeah. But well, this I, whole field is science fiction. There's, there's hardly any hard facts about it. That is true. But, yep. you know, that's that's one of my favorite parts about it is it's so easy to ask questions about Speculate. it. Speculate. Because so little is known. We were talking about, Jack, we were talking about this a while ago. This was a couple months ago. I just thought of this. Um talking about how the brain works and with text messages how when you receive a text message it's automatic that you know that it is coming from another phone and when we receive thoughts we think that it's developed oh, yeah. internally mm-hmm. yeah and there's a theory out there that suggests that maybe we're all connected somehow right something so, whether so it's like waves or something like to that to explain the idea we know that there's internet and invisible signals that connect devices to each other and to, to satellites and to space. And but if we didn't know about that, we would assume that were if we were to get it, if we were to, to get some sort of notification like a text message on your phone, that it was locally created. Your phone created that and said, "Hey, you, this person texted you," but it's it wasn't real. But we we know that somebody actually did text us because we know that there's something that can, is connecting our, our phone to there's their a field. Phone. Exactly. That's very possible because our phones can be connected to their phone. Um, and then the same thing goes for our brain. What's to say we think all of our thoughts are created or, internally yeah. into our brain, but how do we... There's we... no way of knowing that there's not some sort exactly. of similar right. field. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then that's... And you know that there's sometimes... If you've been thinking about somebody, they'll call you or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or twins, they yeah, like or even, think on the same levels. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, even if they're not with each other. Yeah, there are times when me and my brother we will in a situation and we'll look at each other and be thinking of the exact same movie yeah. quote that we would be laughing at <laughs> in that situation. And who's like, if you are related, you might pick up things on the same frequency or something. You know, this is totally out there. Oh yeah, but. I, I think that that's a very interesting theory, and mm-hmm. it should be investigated. Because so would a dream just be maybe random connectivity to... Or maybe you're seeing to, into somebody else's current... Yeah, you're getting current a situation. You're spectating somebody else's current, current situation, situation, but then you perceive it as yourself. Because right. you never... I, I can't think of looking into a mirror when I dream, right. you know? You should try it. So I'm... I'm just there, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's me, but I also think these other people are my friends. What if they're somebody else's friends mm-hmm. goes, in their life? That goes uh, – I've done a little bit of research on lucid dreaming, not extensive. So interesting. But that goes on to um, when you lucid dream, essentially you're asleep enough to be asleep and dreaming, but you're also awake enough to be able to control your thoughts still and kind of guide your dream along and – and it has been, something to do with rapid eye movement. Yeah, and too. it's been it's been said that it's like super useful for people who are like critical thinkers and like so you can be uh, running through situations, right? And so like and it's been described when these people go into this lucid dreaming, they're actually uh, they think they see themselves as themselves, but they're they're 
spiritual selves as as it's been described mm. but they're like connected they're in the they're themselves but in a different parallel universe and they can see other people who are also asleep that's so interesting it's just to develop on your idea that's very interesting and i also think that um this is kind of just off the top we're talking about science fictiony stuff i think that dreams could play a part in re- people's religious ideas yeah you know yeah they do i mean uh many faiths have you know Based different in, dreams. yeah they have different interpretations yeah. too of dreams where you know in a, i mean who's to say that a bible story didn't come from a dream exactly you know? uh, there there are did. them well uh, joseph I mean, or was it joseph yeah. or mary i think both of them were visited by God, Mary or, was visited by an angel in her yeah, dream. Yeah, by an angel Joseph. in her dream, telling her that she will give birth to the Son of God. Exactly, and also interesting. You never hear about that because it's a religious. Uh, the this field is very scientific, and that specific story is a religious occurrence. But maybe they're connected. You know, mm-hmm. dreams being a message, like you said, wisdom from someone else, from something else. What do you think, Mitch? What are dreams? They I think. That dreams are simply a way for our body to kind of cope with emotions that we don't have the capacity to deal with okay. when we are conscious. Um, and this goes into this next theory that I, uh, I've got pulled up here, which is that dreams are kind of like a psychotherapy hmm. where your your mind is just processing things differently than you typically would when you dream instead of in your conscious mind, which I think is safe to say that is different than your unconscious mind. Um, so I think that it's just a way for your mind to work through different problems that it may encounter, you know, throughout the day, but it doesn't know how to solve them. You That's know? interesting. Mm-hmm. An emotional issue that you just do not have the emotional capacity mm-hmm. to yeah. solve. And they say if you think about something hard before you go to bed and then actually the, the term sleep on it. Yeah. It, yeah, it can be a useful thing if you, you can. There's a way to think about a thought. I've read a few different theories. There's one where if you envision, you have your eyes closed, you're laying back, you envision uh, just like a, a very blank space, a very blank landscape with a wall in front of you, extending infinitely in each direction. And what you do is you envision uh, what you want to think about written on the wall. And you focus on the words that are on, that you write on the wall mentally. And that's supposed to help you uh, create your own dreams, which gets into this whole lucid dreaming thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that your your mind subconsciously is still going to try and solve issues that you can't consciously. But pairing your conscious mind with your unconscious, unconscious mind in lucid dreaming mm-hmm. is not impossible, but it's extremely difficult. Just posing a question, do you guys think that deja vu could... Because deja vu is so interesting to me, and I used to get them all the time, and I don't as much, and it makes me sad. But do you think that it could be fragments of dreams that you are, you know, reenacting or acting for the first time? To me, I think that deja vu is an experience where you're in a similar social setting that you've been in before, or you've just literally done it before. You don't specifically remember, though. That feeling of just, like, I've been in this yeah. spot before and I think that it could happen in dreams I think it could be from re- memory but it's just so distant and you've forgotten about it just like you would about a dream that I think that it is completely possible for de- deja vu to just be a dream I was uh, actually relation to a dream I was actually uh <clears throat> it's when you say that because I was reading up a little bit about deja vu last night 
Um, and there's a whole bunch of stories on people who get these constant case or they just feel deja vu constantly. And there's yeah. these people, there's this man who described he would feel like intense deja vu for extended periods of time. Cause usually you just yeah, feel it's it that second. for a moment. Yeah. It's like a moment. And then like you're just like, frame. Oh. and he was saying he could, the deja vu was coming from memories. And he said he could, he was like in touch with a past life he had and, that's interesting. And all this far out stuff. Far but out. They, they, they did some studies on him and they found out that deja vu can be linked to mental uh, illness, panic attacks. And it's hmm. kind of like what we were talking about earlier. It's we have had that similar feeling before. We get it again. And it's kind of like we're semi preparing ourselves. We're remembering what we that experienced before and we're, and we're using that to prepare ourselves for the future. That's so do you, what's about to happen, so say, yeah. So do you guys think that there's any social utility in dreaming? Is there any good purpose for it? Sure. As, like you said, if you can link your conscious mind to your unconscious mind, or even if you don't, uh, it just you're not really doing much while you're asleep, so you could use that time to to your advantage. Yeah, you I think... Make yourself more like prepared. Like anything. Yeah, and I think you do gain experience from dreams maybe it's not as much as if we are in the real world but Mm -hmm. you learn what you're afraid of with nightmares something that maybe you hadn't thought of before that is somewhere in your mind and there are different times where I get incredibly sad in dreams like something terrible happens Mm -hmm. but then when I wake up it's like oh it's okay type thing I, I think it's just a I don't know if it's necessary because as you get older, for some reason, people stop dreaming as much. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a necessary thing for life. Well, they stop remembering their dreams, I guess. I don't think it's a necessary thing for life, but I enjoy it. Yeah. Well, another a, a really important part in remembering your dreams is waking up in the proper part of your sleep cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, you, if you're waking up at the end of an REM sleep, if you're waking up when your body is intended to wake up, you probably don't remember your dreams as well. And sleep cycles are uh, an hour and a half long, 90 minutes. Yeah, typically about 90 minutes long. And uh, so if you can wake up in the middle of REM sleep, which doesn't feel as good, mm-hmm. but you were probably more likely to remember a dream then uh, than if you were to wake up when your body is intended to wake up. Which mm-hmm. brings me to another point, um, which is how dangerous it can be to not get enough sleep. Yeah. Um, mm. And uh, we were talking about this briefly uh, before we started recording, that our society uh, kind of um, worships not getting enough sleep. It's like it's a good thing. Like uh, yeah. the weights coach here at the high school. I only slept four hours last night. Yeah. I have an ear infection and I slept four hours. You know, like yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm impressed that you're here. That takes a lot of commitment. But at the same time, is your quality of work as good as if you had gotten – say, 8 to 10 hours. That, and that's quality my, of health. That's my whole line of thinking is I, when I don't get enough sleep, I know it. Not not necessarily everyone knows it, but just I feel as if I get 8 hours of sleep compared to 4 hours, my 8 hours of sleep self is much more quick. I oh, can yes. do mental math easier. I can formulate mm-hmm. words easier. I'm more attentive versus the 4-hour version of 4-hour sleep version of myself, which is... Still can do all those things, just maybe not as fast. Yeah. Maybe I'm not as fun to be around or... Yeah, I get in a bad mood when I don't sleep. Yeah. And it's it's 
just what it's give and take. I mean, you can stay up and do whatever you need to do, but at the same time, yeah, is that more important than being able, being able to, to do be, that yeah. more productively just in a later time? It's, I mean, mm-hmm. there's uh, I actually read an article last night about how uh, the sleep deficit is a performance killer. This was from the Harvard Business Review, and it was talking about how uh, executives and uh, big names in business are, you know, working 80-hour work weeks and that's getting insane. five hours of sleep a night. Like, wow. on average, that's not even including yeah. those those rare occasions where they're catching a red-eye flight and then driving to a business meeting. Yeah. And they haven't been sleep. They haven't slept in 24 hours, and they're driving a car. Yeah, and I know and going to a business meeting. I know fellow yeah. students who get perform. consistent three yeah. to five hours of sleep, and it goes back to it goes back to those theories of. Where what's happening during sleep? You're remembering, you're recording, you're yeah. healing, and you're skipping out on all that. You're not exactly. letting your body do that. So, and there's no way to really make it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no, no way can't. to go back and say, "Oh, I slept uh, 12 hours today, so the three hours I missed yesterday." Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you yeah. can't catch it up on sleep. It doesn't you work can't, that way. Yeah, your mind has to be able to get it when it needs it, and if you don't do it, then then it, it it's time that is lost, and there's no making it up for it. Mm-hmm. I think know? I think sleep is a very important thing for me personally. I am useless if I don't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I don't need to perform in any way, like if I go someplace and stay up the night and I'm good for a couple of hours, mm-hmm. but about four o'clock the next day, I'm I'm done. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, you're just literally ready for bed. I mean, yesterday, on Saturday night, I was up till four in the morning and uh, I woke up at eight. And when I woke up, I mean, I felt fine i was a little tired okay, yeah but like and i was making my way through the day and i mean i got home and i just kind of I, I took a shower i was hanging out and it just hit me like a brick wall yeah. and i was just my body my mind was literally shutting my my brain off and i was falling yeah. asleep mm-hmm. and i had no control over it i've stayed up for extended periods of time and similar to mitch's predicament and i find myself towards the end of the day i'll literally be like slurring my speech i cannot talk i cannot think i'm kind of just like a zombie who just walking around like it sleep is very 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 important to being like a a productive member member of society and if you if you stay awake long enough you start to hallucinate right Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's the basis of uh freddy krueger Friday the 13th yeah yeah i think so something like that because they whenever they go to sleep Oh, no, you're, they're not him. supposed to go they're to not sleep. When yeah. their sleep, he comes get them, but then they stay up. So he's trying, they're trying to stay awake, but then after a while, they're hallucinating and starting to, you know, fall asleep during the day. Yeah. And they physically can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to fall asleep. Your body down. wants to, to shut itself off. And it's just, I mean, and now schools, you know, we start school at 730. Mm-hmm. And as teenagers... Our body clocks, our yeah. circadian rhythm is not going to be having us waking up at mm-hmm. six in the morning. Teenagers every morning. are supposed to get nine hours of sleep. Yeah, at, which is crazy. That's like an average. Like you're supposed, yeah, like eight to ten hours. Mm-hmm. And so, kids and are not going to sleep that? till exactly. No, I you know, don't get who that. Do, who do you know that gets that I'm, much sleep? I, I pride myself on getting uh, a lot of sleep and getting more sleep than maybe the average person mm-hmm. or my age and i still yeah nine hours i barely get eight like i wish i could get nine hours of sleep every yeah. night but i physically would not be able to do it to because wake I... up at seven to, okay so hypothetically you need an hour in the morning to get ready so that's six o'clock 
Yeah, and you get to school at 7.35. So you get an hour and a half to get to school, and that means you have to go to bed at, what is that? You go to bed at 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. you got to wake up at 6. That, who goes to bed at 9 o'clock? Yeah. That means that's I mean, not, that doesn't mean go to bed at nine o'clock. That means be asleep at nine o'clock. Yeah, that means yeah, you need exactly. to be in bed at eight thirty. Yeah, like and you need to be starting your sleep cycle at nine o'clock. Yeah. And you're supposed to be getting. You're supposed to be winding down your amount of light mm-hmm. that you're supposed to be getting, like a half hour yeah. before you go to bed. So that's eight. So that's, like that's thirty minutes where you're just, you know, relaxing, turning off your lights, reading a book, maybe. Mm-hmm. You're then, in. You're in for the night at seven thirty. Yeah, at least. Yeah, you're, you're brushing your teeth at seven thirty, and. I'm eating dinner. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm about to go eat dinner. Then after dinner, I'm going to do homework at, yeah, at that point. Eight, yeah. nine o'clock, I start my homework. I get off work. Some people do sports. Yeah, get off work. Sometimes five, I don't get off four, work till nine. Four, five, six o'clock. You know, you have an hour to two hours to eat, do your homework, socialize, which talk leaves to your family. Very, yeah, which leaves very little free time. That would be a very interesting social experiment. Or not a social experiment. Sleep experiment. Yeah, but then to see how it affects you. You know, if we were to go the normal amount of sleep, probably get seven hours. Yeah, seven hours is a fair average. And if I were to get Mm -hmm. nine hours, I wonder if it would make me feel better. Like a world. Like I used to get probably five or six hours a night, Mm -hmm. and I felt fine. But that's be, that was based it. on my five to six hours exactly. of you, what you my definition you, of yeah. fine was. I, mm-hmm. My ty- my level of what was tired and what was not tired is completely different than it is now. And so, um, I mean, I personally can tell you that I feel a world of difference when I get enough sleep. Yeah, as do I. And so I cannot as stress enough the importance of getting a good night's rest. And I cannot say anything different to my listeners either. You guys... I'll get a good night's sleep. Sleep. Sleep and see how you feel. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I think I'm going to walk away from this, and I am going to uh, take a look at my time I sleep, and I'm going to play around with it a little bit. I want to see how my productivity changes. Maybe we'll revisit this. I have a Fitbit, so it makes it very easy for me to track my sleep. I don't have to click any buttons. I just go lay in bed, and it can detect my heart rate. I read that those are are fairly accurate, too. Yeah, that's cool. I read an article about that. Um, Um, Well... I think we're going to have to wrap it up here. We are coming up on our uh, our time limit, sadly. But may, wanna, may, wanna, since I didn't do any fast facts, may I uh, yeah. leave in, in a fast fact Fact or drop two? Us. So the Challenger and the Chernobyl accident, Challenger is that spaceship that yeah. went up and exploded before it left the atmosphere, and the Chernobyl is the place in, I believe it's Russia. Uh, Ukraine. Ukraine. Ukraine, Ukraine yeah. and uh, there's a nuclear meltdown there, and it's uninhabitable and for a thousand years or something like that. Those are both uh, due to uh, lack of sleep. The uh, people who are working late shifts. Really? Uh, they had poor judgment. and That's interesting. Yeah. And both of those things can be linked back directly to uh, mistakes caused by lack of sleep. So, so it's always worth getting sleep. Yep. Or else you'll explode a rocket ship and or, cause a nuclear meltdown. Right. So... All right, so we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, it's been a pleasure to uh, have you all listen in again on the next season of Banter that has just begun. Really excited about uh, the next few episodes that we've got planned. We've, we've got the next episode planned. Do you want to drop a little bit of Ooh, info? I, Ooh, I, I like listened, to leave it. They've listened this long. Maybe they deserve 
to have a little at least at least tell them who our guest is all right be. we've got father peter logston coming in from our lady of grace uh the catholic parish just across the street here from the high school um and we're going to be discussing uh human nature mm. uh, so stay tuned stay tuned for the next episode of banter well this has been mitch brown eric heinzman and jack thompson and i uh, hope you all have a great morning afternoon evening whatever time you're listening get some sleep 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 no but just read